Welcome to Happy Talks with Dr. Alice and Donovan. Dr. Alice Fong is a holistic, naturopathic doctor and founder of Amour de Soi Wellness. And Donovan Jensen is a software engineer and founder of HowToHappy.com. Together, they're out to cause more happiness in the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Happy Talks. My name is Dr. Alice, and this is my co-host, Donovan. And we're here to bring happiness into the world. And we have a very special guest today. Melanie Vizi is an international vocal acting and wellness coach who is dedicated to developing the talents of the whole person so they can find and live their dreams fully, passionately, and authentically. Please welcome Melanie. Thanks for joining us. Oh, you're so welcome. It's so wonderful to be here. It's it's a pleasure always to meet new people and to discuss wonderful topics like developing happiness and how to live your life well. So I'm thrilled to be here with both of you. Yes, we're, we're thrilled to have you. So let's, let's kind of dive in and why don't you start by sharing your story and how you got into theater and acting and, and singing and all of that. Yeah. I'd be curious. <laughs> well, you know, I think everybody when they're little loves to sing and dance and perform and and I got bitten by the bug very early uh, was a dancer and an actor and um, I, I did it all through school and high school and then I went to a university called Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh and uh, they have a a wonderful musical theater program there. And it, it was my dream to do that. And I uh, graduated in 1990 with a group of wonderful people. And we all got to New York City and we expected to sign the rich and famous contract because that's what was promised to us. And, you know, we were all auditioning for Broadway and for television shows and, mm -hmm. You know, I think I got the first two jobs that I auditioned for, and and then, at, yeah, I was I was like, this is easy. This is who, who even knew how easy this was, mm -hmm. and then nobody told us that you know it. You can audition for something fifty times and still not get something. So, so what? <laughs> so what ended up happening was. I was auditioning and auditioning and auditioning and I wasn't getting anything. I wasn't getting. So instead of knowing that that was the nature of the business, I started really kind of uh, developing depression and anxiety and realized that, you know, perhaps I needed to go home for a while. So I went home to Connecticut, which is two hours out of New York city. And um, during the time that I was there, I was still going to the city to audition, but I decided that, I, in, I wanted to teach because I always thought if I wasn't in the profession as an actor, I would yeah. teach. So I opened a studio and I had a three acre studio with an art center, a dance center, um, a drama. And I, I taught, I had this brilliant, beautiful studio for um, probably eight years uh, in Connecticut. And then um, I hit 30. The ripe old age of 30. And I kind of had a, a early midlife crisis and I was kind of like, what the heck am I doing here in this little small town in Connecticut? Mm -hmm. And I decided I wanted to go back into acting. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I kind of let go of everything from that portion of my life uh, and moved to Orlando, Florida. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why? Why would one yeah. move to Orlando, Florida? Such an interesting concept. Um, 
well, I had friends that lived here and it was at the time becoming the Hollywood of the East. And they were doing lots of television shows here and lots of commercials. So I moved here in 2000 Mm -hmm. and it was just before Mm 9-11. And as soon as 9-11 happened, the whole film industry shut down Mm. in Florida. So, so to make my very long story a little bit shorter, um, what ended up happening was I was still in front of the camera here doing commercial work, but I started teaching again. And this time I didn't have a studio. I kind of brought my services into schools. Mm -hmm. And while I did that, I started a private practice. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of where I found what I truly love. And that is coaching the whole person, finding their voice, um, whether it be singing or vocal coaching for podcast or for acting in front of camera. Uh, I I have kind of developed this love for working one-on-one with Mm. people Mm -hmm. so that I can really get to know them and figure out what their goals are and, and help them get to achieve what they want to achieve. So that in a nutshell is my story. So I've lived in Florida now for 20 years. You know, sometimes I feel like I want to move, mm-hmm. but for now I'm still here. <clears throat> now I'm still here. Great. So. Sounds like you're pretty, pretty settled there. And that's a great story. And I actually um, just, I do have a question for you, but I, I just literally watched this interview with um, Alexander Skarsgård who plays yes. Eric on... <laughs> True blood. I love him. He's gorgeous. And mm-hmm. <laughs> shout out mm-hmm. to you, Eric. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, he just shared like a very similar story and how I didn't realize fully how tough the show business is. It's like he had this warped perception of Hollywood in that he, he did get his first job on being mm-hmm. on Zoolander. Right. And he just happened to be visiting the US. His friend was like, oh, you could do this audition. And then he got the part. So he goes back to Sweden and thinks this is just so easy to get jobs. Yes. <laughs> he had this warped perception. And then he comes back to the US and doesn't get a job for three years. And I was yeah. like, wow, you, you have to really build a lot of mental resilience to stay stay in that profession to really like, really hard it's yeah it's very hard and I think now I'm I'm really honest with my younger clients I teach mm-hmm. a lot of I coach a lot of teenagers and college age kids that want to do this as a career yeah and I'm much more you know it's a kind of thing like you want to be the teacher and coach you had when you were younger yeah so I really try to give them the business of the business and mm-hmm. tell them how really brutal it is. And <laughs> it, it's brutal. It's a brutal business because, you know, you can, you can get the part in the movie, but then still get cut. They can edit you out, mm-hmm. you know, or, oh, no. yeah. you know, it's just, it's, it's, and, and, Broadway shows close and movies mm-hmm. end. And it's not like a job where you, mm-hmm. you can grow and build. And, and, and the percentage is always interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Only the top 1% mm-hmm. of actors are working. Mm-hmm. And the, it's only 1% of the 1% that have actually made it. Wow. 1% of the 1%. 
Yeah. Wow. It's, really, it's really, really difficult. Yeah. It's really a difficult business. Yeah. So it's not for the thin skinned at all. Mm-hmm. At all. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and I, I still do a little of it here in Orlando, yeah. but I, I, uh, I do it when I want to and when it's fun and, and I do roles that are, um, mostly theater now, but roles that are challenging and fun for me. And, mm-hmm. um, so I still get to dabble in it when I want, but, um, That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it sounds like a, a healthier balance rather than like having your whole life depend on an active career. You're, you're doing it because it brings you joy and right. happiness rather right. than like your livelihood. Cause it's like the, the chances of it supporting your livelihood is pretty slim, not it's impossible, slim. but it's yeah. Possible. Yeah. But it is, it's, it's really slim. And, and the thing is, it's also a very intoxicating business. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Call it a drug or being bitten by a bug, a sickness or an illness, <laughs> because when you're on a set or in a theater, you have an instant family and it's, it's such a warm, loving group of people. Everybody has to get to know each other really quickly. Um, if you're in a movie or in TV, you get paid really well and you're fed and you're put up in beautiful hotels. And so it's like this magical bubble of, and then, you know, but it's like winning the lottery to get a part, mm-hmm. to get to that. And you keep, you know, you keep, playing the slots to see if the next one is, is it, or, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you just want another shot at that feeling of, you know, and it is, it's a feeling like no other, you know, once you're in, in, in front of a camera or on a stage with lights on you, it's, it's super cool. So, so yeah, so there's, there's, there's lots of, lots of wonderful stories I can, I can tell you, uh, but yeah, so it sounds like there's a lot of feast or famine type of things going on where, you know, it's like these long periods and then these shorter bursts of just, whoa, this is really nice and amazing. And I have to imagine that most people aren't naturally equipped to, to handle that emotionally. Mm-hmm. I would be curious what kinds of tools or mindsets or approaches or things that you've used, because it sounds like you're in a much better <laughs> balanced place now. Yeah, yeah, um, what things have you have you used or developed over time that have really helped you be able to moderate some of those uh, highs and lows? You know, it's, it's really hard. It's, um, I think that you have to be really kind to yourself. I think that you have to know at the bottom of it all that you are talented and that you are worthy and that you are uh, 100% capable of doing the parts that you're up for or singing the song or being in front of a camera or being on a podcast or, you know, you have to understand that. And so the, the tools that I always use with my clients and with myself, number one is talking it out. You Mm -hmm. have to talk it out. You have to go, you have to be, if you're disappointed because you didn't get a part that you were this close to getting sometimes in, um, in film and TV, there can be up to seven callbacks. Can you imagine seven, you get closer and you get closer Mm -hmm. and you get closer. 
I had, I had a client a couple months ago that was on her third callback for a Netflix musical. And the third callback was in front of the, the director who was a famous director and was, you know, and, and so I had to pump her up and, and she's 16, but, you know, I had to say, you're going to get this. You're, or, you know, and she was beautiful. She was talented. She was perfect for the part and she didn't get it. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but, but it's that kind of disappointment. So you have to be able to feel that disappointment, be in it. If you're going to cry and yell, do it. And you have to know that it, who knows why you didn't get the part. It has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And this is actually a very funny story too. I was on a commercial set and I knew the director and one of the roles hadn't been cast and they were starting to shoot uh, the next day. So she took a bunch of headshots and she threw them on the floor like playing cards. And these are people that had auditioned, okay? But she threw them on the floor and looked at the director and said, just pick one. And she just went, that, that wow. person got the part. So you never know, you never know. So all that being said, you have to really build your confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever you need to do to find your, find your happy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever you need to do, whether it's working out, make sure you're working out, make sure you're, um, or you're doing yoga or you're eating healthy or you're that you have a routine mm-hmm. that's not just based on this part mm-hmm. because you never know when you're going to get it or when you're not going to get it. So it's, you have to have the balance in your own life. You have to be fulfilled. You know, the, the saying, fill your cup, you got to yeah. fill your cup. <laughs> yes. Your yeah. own cup has to be filled because nobody else is going to fill it for, for yeah. you. So yeah, I think that's a really, really good point that you touched on in that, you know, your happiness can't be writing on whether or not you get this part, because you got to find ways to find happiness, yeah. even if you get the part or not. So you're, you're still feeling um, happy and fulfilled. And you, you touched on how you help people develop the whole person. What do you, what do you mean by that? Well, I think one of the ways, one of the best ways to be successful in life is to really understand yourself. Mm. And when I work with someone, I don't just uh, say, okay, so your goal is you want your voice to be better for podcasting or you want to audition for this part and you want um, to be a a better vocalist. I spend time really asking questions. I ask a lot of questions and I get to know, uh, you know, I'll be in the middle of an exercise and I'll stop and I'll say, okay, tell me something I don't know about you. So, and that it throws, it not only does it throw the person off, but they'll go, oh, uh, I have six brothers. What? Yeah, mm-hmm. Tell me about that. You have six brothers. Okay. So then in my head, I'm going, well, that's an interesting dynamic, you know, how, how they were raised in a family of, and so how did that, how did, you know, so I, I spend a lot of time figuring out how that person got to where they are. 
the only way that you can feel con- our voices are a very emotional part of us. Mm. When you're scared, when you're angry, when you're happy, when you're sad, any of our emotions get stuck or, or come out through our voice. When you cry, when you laugh, it's all vocal. Mm. The only way that you can be confident in your voice is to truly understand your emotions. Hmm. And so if you're nervous or you're excited and there's a fine line between the two, it's gonna show in your, in your voice. So, you know, as I'm speaking, I'm listening to myself too. And I'm going, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a little hyped up because I always am, I get excited about meeting new people and interviews, but it, it, it shows in your voice. Um, but developing the whole person is me being able to say, all right, I feel like, I feel like you're holding a lot when you're, when you're speaking or singing, I feel like your voice is in the back of your throat. Hmm. Why is that? What are you holding back? How are you feeling? Hmm. Are you, um, are you upset today? I can instantly tell when somebody comes in, if they're having a bad day, um, if they're, happy about something, the way they hold their body. A lot of us, a lot of us slouch Mm -hmm. and you know, why are you slouching? What are you, uh, why, what's making you slouch? Mm -hmm. Is it, you know, where's your confidence? Mm -hmm. So there's a whole series of questions and, and it doesn't happen in the first session. It takes a while. Right. um, To really, to kind of dive deep and say, what, what are you holding back? What are you afraid of? Why do you, why do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. So, so, so after several sessions, there's kind of um, an ease of back and forth between us, mm-hmm. whoever I'm coaching so that they're freer and saying, well, you know, when I was 10, I, somebody made fun of my voice when I was up in front of the class and Mm. that stayed with me forever, but they had forgotten that. Or, um, you know, my mom told me that I shouldn't cry because it, I, it makes me look weak. I don't, you know, it's just all this stuff Mm -hmm. that we bury over our lives. And, um, it's really interesting how, when you free your emotions, your voice becomes freer and, your whole persona changes really when you're confident in the way you speak and um, the way you're, you can stand up in front of people and um, say your name confidently. Mm. It's always one. It's really hard to do standing up in front of a group of people and saying your name. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever had to do that, but it's always like you get a little nervous when you have to go around the room and introduce yourself, you know? So that's actually an exercise I do with a drama program, especially with little kids. It's so much fun. I call it Hi, My Name Is or Star of Your Own Show. And they have to stand up in front of the, the room and tell me their first, their first and last name and how old they are and something special about them. And Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> it's, it's really cute. It's, it's a great exercise to do because 
you know, then after a couple of times, I can't wait to go and tell the class something special about them, something they didn't know. So, so that's my, that's my long answer to <laughs> the whole person development. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So I had a qu question just listening in. Um, and, and you tell me if I, if I mismapped something, but it sounds like to me, there's kind of two pieces of, of your work and the main thrust of your work. And one piece is kind of the technical skills, right? Like you can change how much you project. You can change kind of the tone a little bit and some of these other things. But there's also this other piece of who you are as an individual, especially when it comes to voice. And I imagine it filters into acting and some of these other um, avenues of expression as well. Who you are and how you feel is going to moderate some of that output, regardless of how much you practice the skills or work on the individual pieces. So it really takes those two things together and probably in addition, since it's pretty difficult to, to land jobs and whatnot in the field, um, all those things probably come together to form um, the basis you need to be successful in the long term. I don't know if I've, I've mischaracterized anything, but that's kind of the, the gist that I was pulling or how I pulled the pieces together. Absolutely. That's exactly right. That's, uh, and I think it's, you know, in any work that we do, we go into it thinking it's going to be one way or you know, okay, I'm going to teach singing. That's how I, I started. Yeah. I'm going to teach because I went to school for that. Um, and, you know, I think that I would be a good, I could do that. I could teach voice lessons. Mm -hmm. um, and then it, it morphs, it morphs. I think it happens to all of us that mm -hmm. we start with something. And then as we grow and uh, get older, we realize, oh, we have this kind of little addition to our bag of tricks. Um, and I think for me, because I did go into the field of acting, you kind of have to be really good at a lot of things so that you can jump into any business you can while you're waiting for your next job. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, that, so that's what's developed. That's kind of what I've developed over the years is, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it becomes... I, re I really should have gone to school and become a, a psychologist is really, <laughs> mm -hmm. really should have done. because I end up doing a lot of that and mm -hmm. um, not, you know, obviously not for, uh, for real, but, yeah. but it's, you know, when you're good at, at really listening and mm -hmm. um, understanding somebody and putting yourself in their shoes and knowing what it's like to be their age. And again, I'm going to teenagers, a lot of, that's been the bulk of my work. I, I love working with adults too. And I've actually been doing a lot of it in the last year because a lot of it's on Zoom and through Instagram, I've met wonderful people like yourself. So I've been, um, been able to, uh, you know, reach out to some, some adults, which is, which is great. But as we get older, a lot of adults tend to forget what it was like to be a teenager. And I don't understand that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I remember everything about it. So when I have a teenager that's um, struggling with something, I, I know I remember it. So I can say, wow, I think it's this. I think you might be feeling this. And, you know, maybe you need to try reaching out to, I don't know, to develop friends or whatever we talk mm -hmm. about. But um, 
but yes, yeah, so that's, and also uh, over the pandemic, I took a course in Reiki, which, cool. I, yeah, so I became certified in level two Reiki. And I also did a course in NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming. So it was um, Reiki I've always been so fascinated with. And for those of you that don't know, it's kind of the universal life force and the direction of our energy uh, in our bodies and chakras and, and um, balancing them. And so that's been super cool for me to start to use that in my work as well to really figure out, okay, so now I have this client and where are they blocked? What are they blocking? Mm -hmm. um, so that's been wonderful. And the neuro-linguistic programming, it's just being able to read a person really. It's, mm -hmm. it was, I don't know if you guys know anything about I it. I do. I'm trained in it too. Actually. Are you? Okay. Yeah, I am. Well, yeah. There you go. So it's a, uh, it's, it's kind of been using, uh, I used a lot of it without knowing mm -hmm. I did, um, being able to read again, read a person by the way they're using their eyes or their body language or, um, so that's been, that's been a great addition to my programs that I do, but yeah. So yes, Donovan, you're, you are right on with yeah. what you were saying. And you, by the way, have a, a nice, great, deep voice. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I also, I mean, I have not taken any uh, training mm. of any kind, but um, <laughs> I definitely spend a period of time going through uh, focusing on speaking, speaking less nasally. And uh -huh. that was such a struggle. And maybe we can expand on this a little bit, but um, I did, I used to record music occasionally um we'll not go into that any further but, <laughs> <You're rapper. laughs> but um that was one of the things that bothered me a lot so it speaks mm. to me a lot when you say you know it's, it's not just this piece of the uh technical skills right it's not mm -hmm. just those parts that you need because even after I was able to not speak out of my nose as much and not have this nasally sound and also I found out that my septum was extremely deviated, which, uh, getting surgery for that helped uh, enormously, but yeah. Yeah. outside of that, um, you know, it really resonated with me that, that it's not just the, the, the technical skills. It's not just going through, Oh, I can speak from, from here instead of here, or in this other tone, there is, uh, it seems like to me, especially in that group, both people who want to, um, show their talents, but a lot of insecurities that are developed there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and getting past that, I feel like is such a big, it makes such a huge difference in the types of performances and whatnot. I, I, from my personal experience, like the times that I'm trying to produce something and I don't feel confident, you can absolutely see it. You can absolutely tell the difference between yeah. when it is more in that place of I'm making this because it's something I want to make and it's expression as opposed to I'm making this. I hope it's good. I hope my voice doesn't sound terrible. I hope that this comes across all right. So it, it really resonated with me, kind of the approach of both sides, because there's there was also a very, very early time where I had the confidence and none of the technical skills. And that was possibly worse. <laughs> yeah, there's always those people that show up and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're Yes, you go. <laughs> Let's just work a little bit on your your pitch. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So following up with that, I think I kind of have a, a, an assumption about what the answer is going to be. But since you went to some schooling in this realm, was it mostly a focus on the technical pieces? Did you get any of those, you know, sort of psych pieces or mindset pieces that you needed and they weren't applied? Or did you find that that wasn't really explored much? Hmm. You know, uh, we in a four year program, we had voice and speech every morning from at eight o'clock. It was mm-hmm. every day. So anybody that, that comes to me and says, well, I want to fix my voice. What, t- 10 sessions isn't enough? Well, I did it for four <laughs> years every day. I mean, mm-hmm. we can do our best and I can give you the exercises, but you have to really want it and really work mm-hmm. on it. You know, when I was that age, I think that they tried their best to help us. However, mm. It was at the time where it was kind of a lot of tough love, a lot of tough love. And I think that they were doing that to us to prepare us for the world of the real world. Um, (laughs) But there were several teachers, not several, one or two. It feels like several. (laughs) One or two, not three. Okay. um, That really destroyed me Mm. in college that Mm. really were instrumental in knocking me down to a point where I didn't want to dance anymore. And that was my strength. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to dance. Singing in front of people made me so scared that my voice shook and I could not fix it. I started having panic attacks. Wow. Um, and I had no idea what a panic attack was. Mm -hmm. There was no, uh, and at that point, and it's no longer there. I think they've really, I think Carnegie Mellon has really worked hard on helping the kids. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I, I, I mean, I would go back in a heartbeat and do it again. That it was just four years of really the best time of my life. Um, but they, I don't think they knew how to help us. They, oh, mm-hmm. what I was going to say was there was also a cut system. So we started out with 36 kids in our class. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the four years, there were only 18. And in, wow. my, music, in my musical theater class, there were only six of us. So, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, so, so they knocked us down, but then at the same time, they gave us such a huge ego because there were, there were only 18, we made it, you know, we made it. So, we, so that's when mm-hmm. we went to New York and we were like, uh, we're here, we're, <laughs> we're ready. We survived that. All, yeah, we survived. Um, so in answer to your question, no, I don't think that we ever got the tools that we needed. I don't think they ever built us back up in the right way by mm. saying, why is your voice shaking every time you do your voice final? Why is that? Let's fix that. You can't go to New York with your voice shaking like that. And, and that was really my downfall was my anxiety. My anxiety mm. and my voice uh, just, and I, I just was so intimidated by everybody, you know, um, one of my favorite 
And Donovan, please tell me if I go way off the rails with my stories. <laughs> but um, one of my favorite stories to tell my clients now is one of the last auditions that I had in, in New York City was I was auditioning for a musical uh, called Will Rogers Follies. And it was on Broadway and it was um, all these beautiful dancers. And so I, I made it through the first round of auditions and I went to the callback and it was on a, we were right, we were on the Palace Theater stage and um, there were like 60 girls there and it was exactly like what you see in the movies, you know? Mm -hmm. I remember standing there and having this out of body experience and looking around and I'm five, eight, I was five, eight, I'm probably five, seven now, but I was five, eight, um, a good dancer, a good singer, you know, I had the, I had the, the uh, Carnegie Mellon on my resume but I looked around and I saw this girl next to me had a better leotard on than I did. And this girl next to me had really expensive shoes on and this girl had redder hair and this girl had longer legs and this girl had bigger boobs mm. and this girl, I mean, it just went. Mm. So, but I, I, I totally sabotaged myself. Mm. So I wish and this is what I do now, taking it all the way back to developing the whole person. Mm. So I wish that somebody had said to me, so you're you, you are you. There is nobody else that looks like you, that has your legs, that has your hair, that has, you can do this. Yeah. And whether you get it or not, the fact is you were called back for a Broadway show. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. So maybe next time you'll get called back again. And maybe you'll get closer. Maybe you'll get it. Maybe you won't. But you got, you know. So it's that type of work that I'm doing now. Mm. That I think is mm -hmm. so important. Mm. Um, in anything, in anything that we do. It doesn't have to be just theater. It's, it's any job that anybody has. You may be up for a promotion. You may be, um, you know, it, it, why didn't you get it? Why? Oh, I don't know. But you did the very best that you could. Mm -hmm. That so, definitely seems like a, a healthier way to approach, especially for, for young teenagers mm -hmm. that are still, you know, working on building their self-confidence and discovering who they are. So it's like to be torn down and to realize that, yeah, you do need to realize what the world, the real world is like, is that you're not going to win every single time. And you have to it is develop that thick skin yeah it's really it's it's really hard yeah. I think today because mm -hmm. you know we're in the mindset of everybody gets a trophy and everybody um, right and it's really really hard yeah. when you yeah. get out into the real world and you don't get a trophy every time <laughs> no. <You> just don't. <gasps> why not <laughs> but, right but that's an important lesson life lesson that we all have to experience and I really love that your approach is is has that twofold approach because yeah the technical thing is important but I I've done singing lessons here and there but I've never gotten the um like the mindset aspect into the emotional um tapping into my emotions <laughs> and all of that part which I I see is important and in, in developing yeah. 
um, yourself as not just as a singer, but just as a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you too, Dr. Alice, you have a beautiful voice too, a beautiful speaker. <laughs> Thank you. I actually don't, I, I'm more comfortable with my voice now, but mm-hmm. sometimes when I hear myself from like my early video content, I just like cringe a little and I don't like my voice, but I'm well, we starting can't to really, own it better. We yeah. We can't really hear ourselves. And I, and I say yeah. that to everybody is you can't, you have to listen to yourself enough so that you get used to what your voice sounds like, mm-hmm. but you just, you can't be an honest judge of yourself. Like Donovan, what you did with taking your nasality out, that was great. You know, you heard that and then you worked on it, but you know, it's, it's really, it's important to give, cut yourself a break, you know, that you sound like you and, and we're, you know, if we work together, we're just going to give you some tools to use more of your resonance chambers and, um, you know, drop your voice a little bit. So you don't sound like you're in the stratosphere or, um, but yeah, it's, it is, it's, it's very emotional, very, uh, it's just, it's a, it's a cool thing to do. <laughs> Definitely. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Melanie, it's been a real pleasure just chatting with you about how, you know, even though you're a vocal coach, you're obviously much more, <laughs> more than that and helping people discover themselves in a lot of ways. So where can people find you? And is there anything you'd like to plug before we wrap up the show today? Sure. Um, well, my website is melaniezeezy.com and uh you know i have my um all my packages up there and you know i mean just send me an email if you're interested or uh Mm -hmm. um but i also one of the things i started doing the pandemic was i started an instagram account which is how we all have met but it started (laughs) out with a creative a creative outlet for myself Mm -hmm. and uh and it's turned into this me creating a piece of art with words of wisdom, which Ooh, I sometimes I love it. Giggle at. But uh, but you know, through that I've so so my coaching, uh, my Instagram handle is uh, impact coaching and wellness. Mm-hmm. So that's there. And uh, so I get to be a little creative and and uh, you know, but mostly it's just, it's, it's for fun there, but yeah, if you want to know anything more about me and what I do, uh, head to my website again, it's melanievesy.com and, right. and that's, that's it. Yeah. But, yeah. And we're going to put those links in the description. So check it out. Anyone that's interested in her services. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Happy Talks with Dr. Allison Donovan. We hope you got something of value to help bring a little more happiness into your life. What lesson or takeaway did you get from today's episode? For more tips and tools, be sure to check out my website at dralicefong.com and you can find me on my social media handles at dralicefong. You can find me at howtohappy.com and follow me on my social media handles at howtohappy. Catch Catch you next time. time.